It's time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in. What's happening, everybody here? Where the headspacers at? <laughs> Look who I have in the studio, the virtual studio. What's up, Miss Christine? Greetings. Greetings and salutations. How are you? I am awesome. How about yourself? How are you feeling? I have no complaints. No. How Wendy Williams say it? How you doing? Okay. How you doing? Well, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? That's it. That's how she doing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I trust you all are doing well. I tell you what, America is baking, literally. We are proverbial snickerdoodles <laughs> in the oven. It is hot. It's a hot one. It's been a hot one. But you know what? Christine, if you had to choose a season, what's your favorite season? I'm going to go with autumn, even though I'm a spring baby. You're going to go with autumn. Okay. Why autumn? Well, because spring is a little bipolar. Fall, yeah. I'm getting the nice weather. I can wear short sleeves. I can wear a sweater. Like, it's my choice. It's not the weather being like, uh-uh, not yet. Not, you know, so it's, it's more consistent. I get it. Full days. I get it. You know, I, but oh, I'm go like, what you say? I can do without the leaves falling. I do like to watch the colors change, but when they get to fall, and that's a little depressing. Um, but I like the, the temperature that comes along with fall. But it just doesn't last long. It does. It's like you go straight from summer, you have a little piece of fall, and then you just have a whole lot of winter. And then it's like, okay, where's spring? I think the same can be said about spring. It True. Old to maybe to this streak that we're having now. True. <laughs> True. Good point. Matter of fact, when you think about it, this this spring didn't last long at all, did it? <laughs> um, what is your number two? What's your number two? After fall, I would go with spring. Spring, got it. Okay. Um, and ridiculous lately. It wasn't like what? Because summer has just been ridiculous lately. It wasn't yeah. like we were growing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're saying there's something called climate change. I don't know. I didn't go to school to, for science, so that's the part of science I didn't really pay attention to. Debits and credits, me please. <laughs> that's right. Spoken, spoken like a true finance person. So I would have to say, because you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell I was you. Anyway. Losing, but we were still, look, Dr. Mike. <laughs> if you had your choice of season, what, what would it be? I'm going to have to say summer. I like summer. I am a huge fan of summer. Um, I like, like you, I like spring, but it's just so. You never know what you're really going to get. I love spring because it's, op it's optimistic. It's like you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Like the the days start getting longer again, and the weather starts warming up. But summer is just, I, I could I could live in summer all my life. Like I love summer. I just do. Uh, and I like the fall, but again, the fall doesn't last long. I have a lot of fond memories of fall. Um, like every time I think of fall, I think of the smell of new school supplies because you know school starts. Yep. Yeah, I have a lot of just I, and I also remember fall, especially growing up, um, going to Old Court Middle School, 
um because at the time Oak Court Middle School was you went to Deer, you were Deer Parker. Deer Park, exactly. Um Oak Court, we did not have air conditioning. And so yeah, I know. And so I do remember though in the fall, it just like all of a sudden it was like nice. Like the the windows could be open and you could have that breeze in the house. And I do have fond memories of fall, but it just it just doesn't last long enough. But summer, it's hot, but you know, that's what they made air conditioning for. So <laughs> anyway, nonetheless, we uh, are in the throes of summer. It is summertime in the world. Actually, well, summertime in half the world. There's another part of the world that it's wintertime, but that's the Southern Hemisphere, but that's another conversation. So speaking of summer, what do we have in the news? What is going on, Christine? Well, let's see. No, just kidding. The Olympics. The Olympics have started, and what I I'm sorry. I get excited about the Olympics. If I didn't know any better, I would think you liked the Olympics, Doctor. I am a huge fan of the Olympics, especially the Summer Olympics. I could deal with the winter, but the summer one—they're my jam. They're my jam. Yeah, I'm excited about them. Tokyo 2020. <laughs> in 2021, right, right. That's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to read about for the one time. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, new new summer games. I mean, you're the expert, so I mean, there's some new fun stuff they're doing over there. In the there Olympics. are, yeah, there are. Um, they actually approved six new sports. Two of them are not so new. Like I think uh, baseball and softball. Um, they brought them back. So they were there for a few years, and then it took them away for a couple years, and then he brought them back. Um, there's um, karate, which I think is fascinating. Um, yeah, hi, yeah, because they have like don't they? Have, I think they have like jujitsu. I think they already have that, um, but they have karate. Um, then they have um, skateboarding, which is going to be fascinating. Um, and then they have sports climbing and I was watching something on TV and they were like showing the sports climbing athletes and apparently they do like those big sports climbing walls and they have to ring a bell at the top. So I'm wondering if they do it for speed. I don't I don't know. Um, and then they have surfing. So that's that's kind of how it, it's going to go. <laughs> OK, so <laughs> surfing. Who am I, How? <laughs> How are they judging that? Like, where are the are they? Like, are they in the in the in the in the waves with? <laughs> I wonder. I don't know. The Olympic level surf of it all. <laughs> you made a pun. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like that. You know. I'm. Well, first of all, I think there are competitions for surfing, right? Isn't there like competitions yes. that they do it? So I'm guessing they have a standard by how they do it. I don't know. I'm. I don't know. Like I don't. I don't. I don't even know what. The, it's gonna be interesting to watch because I have no clue. Like first of all, are they doing it in the ocean or are they doing it like in a fabricated ocean? You know what I mean? Where, like, how do you? What happens if the waves don't show up that day? <laughs> like what? There's so many variables. Like I don't. I don't know. I got. I guess we got to check more into it. Um, stay tuned, everybody, because that is gonna be. That's an interesting question. Like how? How do they even go about judging surfing? Like how do you, like. All I know is about Cowabunga and Hang Ten. Like, right. how do you? I don't know. Hmm. How do you ride the wave olympically? <laughs> yeah, and earn a gold medal right. by surfing. 
That's a great question. You know, it's funny too because you think about they were talking about baseball, and you know, you would think that baseball was really popular. Apparently, there are only six countries competing in baseball for the Olympics. So apparently, baseball is not as popular as one would think. And it made me think as I saw that. It made me also think: Is baseball really a popular thing here in America? I mean, I don't know that something. I don't know how that would be gauged because you know, baseball was or is dubbed America's favorite pastime. Favorite pastime, yeah. But I feel like I know more people that watch football than and baseball. But I don't, know. I don't know. That's a good question. I I really am curious about that because, like, very rarely do you hear people packing out stadiums. I think people are packing stadiums right now just because it's something to do because we weren't allowed to do it for a year. But I don't know. Like, I know Camden Yards doesn't really... I don't... Yeah, I think it's our stadium that's not getting packed out. Oh, other places it is getting packed out? I believe that it's... Oh, I guess because the Orioles aren't winning. I guess the Orioles need to start winning, so... Right. Like, (laughs) when I go to baseball games, I typically like to see the Orioles... Yankees, because it's going to, you're guaranteed a show. You're going to have a good game. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have a good game. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, the Olympics have started. Award ceremony, I mean, I'm sorry, the opening ceremony was last night. Um, it's, of course, it's weird because Tokyo is what, it's a 12-hour difference, 14-hour difference from those of us here on the East Coast of America. So a lot of things we'll be watching. If we watch it live, it's going to be like early in the morning. Whereas, or to be recorded. And you know, they always have a tendency to do it where you'll hear in the age of social media, you'll hear about results, but then you have to wait till like prime time to watch it, right? So we'll kind of know how it ends and that'll be interesting. But mm. anyway, nonetheless, they say when you talk about new sports too, in Paris 2024, they're adding breakdancing. Now, that's a question I have. Like, how do you breakdance? Olympically, <laughs> go Christine, right. go Christine, go Christine. I wish I could say that so I could drop the beat real quick. <laughs> rock the beat, rock the beat, a hey, rock the beat, rock the beat, a hey. what you say during the commercial break. I'll do a headstand. Yes. Okay. All right. So if Christine does not return after the commercial <laughs> break, we know what is happening. So what is what is the – I know uh, we talked a little offline, and you were like, okay, are the Olympics over yet? Because we talk about the Olympics a lot. Apparently, Dr. Mike has a thing for the Olympics. Right. I have a crush for the Olympics, so there's that. Are there any sports that like you really do enjoy with the Olympics? Like, is there anything that you actually look forward to looking at, watching? Because I'm a swim mom. You're a swim mom, so swimming is going to be cool. Mm-hmm. Nice, very good. I am looking forward to swimming. I'm definitely looking forward to that track and field. I enjoy watching those. Okay. Um, of course, being a wrestler, I like to watch the wrestling. Those are ones that you have to go to like the off channels to watch because they don't really show those on the prime time. And of course, just the gymnastics because there's so much. Uh, there's so much black girl magic on the gymnastics team. You know, I definitely want to see what Simone Biles does and see how many times she can uh, achieve her um, named movements. <laughs> but I think I'm going to watch surfing because I'm kind of curious as to how the surfing works. I hope you can come back and tell me how they judged it because I won't be. 
watching. <laughs> You're not gonna watch the surfing. That's I not am good. curious. <laughs> oh my lord! All right. Well, I tell you what. Let's go ahead and pay a quick bill, and then we'll get things rolling in a few moments. 2020 gave birth to a lot of endeavors. Here in 2021, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael clients of his as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio, video, and even lighting needs, hit them up at GWalt Services on Instagram. Remember, GWalt Services, servicing all your audio, video, and lighting needs. So I will never forget my mom about, I think I shared with you a few weeks ago, my mom asked me this poignant question. And it, the question was, um, Michael, when do you take your sabbatical? I'm sorry, when do you take your Sabbath? And I thought about that, to be honest with you, I got a little upset that she asked me that. I was like, what do you mean I take a Sabbath? I take my Sabbath, I, da, 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 da. I rest, you know, I rest up. And she's like, no. She's like, it seems like every day you have something you're doing, right? You're, you're working your job from Monday through Friday. You do your radio show on Saturday. On Sunday, you have responsibilities at church. When do you actually take time for a Sabbath? And that thing really kind of rocked me a little bit because it really made me think about how I probably should be a lot more intentional about taking a Sabbath. So those of you who are familiar with the Bible know that the world was created by God in six days, right? And so you you, you know we can we can go ahead and debate was it six literal days? Did each day represent a thousand years? Like we don't really know the gist of it. We just know that what God said was it was six days and in the seventh he rested. And it's very fascinating when you see he did all the work, like created the, the heaven, the moon, the stars, the sun, people, the animals, everything we have on the earth. And then on the seventh day, not only did he stop it all, you know, look, he sat back and looked at it all and saw that it was good work. He was able to actually sit back. And in my imagination, I imagine that he actually was able to sit back and rest in the fact that he had something to see of his work. And I really I really started thinking about that because I think a lot of times we talk about taking the Sabbath, but I think the piece that we need to make sure we're remembering is are you taking enough time? Not only are you able to, you know, Sabbath, you know, we think of Sabbath, you know, a lot of religions, Saturday and Sunday is the day designated for worship. That's kind of where we do it. And you're supposed to worship on Sabbath day. But also it's the opportunity in my, you know, just in my holy imagination to think that it's an opportunity for us to sit back and in many ways kind of relish in the work that we did for those six days. And I think that's important because I think a lot of times we get caught up in this rat race of life and we we put ourselves in a, a situation where we do all this work, but do you really have anything to show for the work that you do? Um, but in turn, what we do have to show for it is we have high blood pressure. We have high cholesterol. Uh, we have a lot of headaches and uh, we have um, different diseases. We have stomach ulcers. We have strained relationships, not only with our, our spouses or our significant others, but also with our children, with our other relatives. Like 
because we're we're so set on doing this work and getting all this stuff do you really get an opportunity to sit back and look back at what you've done in the week and say this is good and i, I really i really got to thinking about that because i think it's important that we put ourselves in a posture of being intentional about taking a Sabbath. And, and what does that do? You know, um, I always joke, um, y'all know I love reality TV. Uh, I'm huge into reality. I mean, that's why I did Biggest Loser because I was fat and I liked reality TV. <laughs> Survivor wasn't gonna be it. I definitely wasn't gonna do Big Brother, uh, but Biggest Loser, I could do. <laughs> And so I like reality TV. So of course, the Real Housewives, I love it. There's a there's an episode where Nene, uh, one of my favorite Real Housewives of Atlanta characters, and we could talk about that another day. She said, "I don't do broke well," <laughs> and I think about that. Like I don't, I'm kind of bougie. Like I don't, I like nice stuff. Like uh, Shirella and I were talking about, um, we were talking about something, and she was like, "Well, you like this, you like that. There's certain types of places you like to stay." Uh, we were talking about traveling with some other people and she was like, that won't work because they kind of like to stay in places that you wouldn't want to stay in. And I'm like, okay, good point. Like I just, that's just, that's just me. I'm, I'm a little bougie like that. Right. And for me, I recognize that I need to be even more intentional about being able to sit back and, and even though in the, all the work that I do, cause y'all, I got a ton of jobs that I do sitting back and really relishing and enjoying those moments. And so one of the things I want to challenge you all to do is to sit back and make sure that you're spending some time taking a Sabbath. What does that look like for you, right? Um, just this past uh, week or two weeks ago, we went to um, Niagara Falls um, with a couple of other couples, uh, my wife and I, and we had a ball. And what was really incredible about it was there was one point where I travel with both of my cell phones, my personal, my work phone, I left my personal phone in the hotel room. I'm sorry, I left my, I didn't leave my personal phone because I had to take pictures of my personal phone. Let me fix that. I left my work phone in the hotel room. <laughs> Y'all know, those that know me know that if I left my personal phone in the hotel room, that I really was trying to disconnect because I stay, that thing is joined to my hip. But, but it was nice because I was even in a posture where I was like, if somebody calls, they they know I'm away. I can't do anything about it. Why? Because I'm resting. I'm actually taking a moment to really relish the work that was done through the course of the week. And there it is. So one of the things I challenge you all to do is take a Sabbath, right? Take a Sabbath. Uh, again, going back to the story of God created all these things. And the Bible specifically says that he actually sat back, looked at everything that he had done. And he said, this is good. He took a rest. So many of us are working, working, working jobs and stuff like that. And we really don't take the time to sit back and rest and really enjoy what it is that we've done with our work. And guess what, everybody? That, my friends, is my heads up. the headspace with dr mike show on all social media platforms at headspace dm we want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show we also value what's important to you and your community dm your show ideas to us on instagram or facebook the next time you log on you may hear dr mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart
So, Christine, we were, um, I talked about my um, trip to Niagara Falls and one of the conversations that we were having uh, in our um, conversation, different conversations, was fashion. Like, we talked about fashion and um, I think you and I have had conversations about how some of the stuff that we're seeing now have been there, done that, right? But it just, it was a great conversation because one, one of the things I said, you know what, maybe you can help me with this one. And I kind of sprung this on you. So uh, this is going to be, y'all going to get this real organic and you're going to get a taste of the conversations that Christine and I have all the time. Um, one of the things we were talking about was that a woman, in my opinion, I think has it a lot easier when it comes to what they can do with their appearance. And what I mean by that is like, you can go to seven, in my opinion, now I'm, I'm gonna say this is my opinion, you got 7,000 different stores. There are even, if you are a voluptuous woman, right? You're big and tall, right? Whatever we call, whatever you call that um, for a woman, you have even options with that. Like you go to the mall, and you have a couple of places that you could go, you know. Whereas us fellas, like you know, I'm I'm packing for vacation, and you know I'm still a big boy. So if 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 the order from Amazon didn't come in yet, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know. Um, and so I just think that it's a little easier. Like if I need to get a good suit, right? I got to get a suit made. I can't. It's hard for me to get something off the shelf. But I just feel like women, you all have it a little easier. Like you could actually. If you needed to, you could go to Walmart and you could find something to get you through a, a, a crisis. You definitely. What do you think? I agree. Women definitely have more options to make something happen with. I'm saying, and you can look great. I mean, there's a couple times when Shirelli did something. I said, oh, where'd you get that at? She was like, I got that at Walmart. Really? Like, go here, Wally World. I go and try to put an outfit together for Walmart. It looks like I got it from Walmart. Like, I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, that was just something we were talking about. And, and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a little chauvinistic what I'm thinking, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. The other piece of it, other piece of the go ahead. Okay. What you say? I don't know that that's chauvinistic. I mean, that kind of just is as it is. It's true. Now, tell me this, though. What are, when you, you know, Chris, Christopher, what, be careful because this is a family show. What gets you excited when you see him, when he gets like, when he, when he decides he's going to dress up and he like, what, what is it that gets you excited that he wears? Like when he wears, what is it? Only dressed up? Well, just in general, like, okay, talk about that. Like, does, do, you know, cause I know some women, they say, well, go ahead. Talk to me about that. Like, does he... Like to see Chris in. It doesn't even. It, he doesn't have to have on a suit, but I do like to see him in. You know, a, a, a blazer with a button down, and or is it a button up? Down. Button up is the three. Or is that a button? Sure. I, oh, I think okay. it's a button down. Right. Um. You know, a nice pair of slacks. I like the way that, like, he can hang a suit. I like the way he looks in the suit. Um, okay. I also am obsessed with the way he looks in a t-shirt because. The way his muscles, are, the way his arms fill out T-shirts is my okay. favorite. It's my favorite. Really, that is fascinating. Uh, I love so it, it doesn't have to be. A, so it doesn't have to be a suit for you. Doesn't have to. No. I, I love that, and I, I feel the same way about Shavella. Like I know that Shavella. There are times. Where, I mean, when she listen because I'm a preacher, right? I mean, when she wears the the church lady, like the the preacher's wife outfit, 
the Saint the Saint John's esque suit. Um, especially if she puts a hat on. Ooh, she, you know, there's that. But I also like it when she just dresses down. She wears a nice pair of jeans. I do like it when she puts a nice little heel on with her jeans mm-hmm. and dresses up the jeans a little bit. I love it when she puts on turtlenecks. For some reason, I like the, tur- the way the turtleneck fits on her. But it's she doesn't have to get totally dolled up for me to enjoy her. So that's fascinating. What is something that's a trend right now that you're like, you know what? I need this to go away. I need I need this phase to be over. Even okay. though it's revisited us, I need it to be over again. Okay, well, I'm not sure if this is a revisit. but I And I'm also not sure if it's a trend, but it's a thing that I could do without, and that's seeing people's underpants as opposed to their pants. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they're wearing them down. I don't really understand the concept of having your belt around your thighs. You were like, <laughs> what is going on? I don't I don't get it either because I just for what okay, so I've never spent I've never spent time as a a, a, a resident of a um correct correction facility, mm-hmm. a prison. Um, uh, but I've gone in and I've seen like that's what happens like that i feel like it's the jail boy look like it's the are we honoring that like what is that about well, i don't get it don't either like i don't know why that's something i don't know how it's not constricting like why yeah waddling at that point now i never understood it either like dude pull your pants up like mm-hmm. i'm not trying i mean unless i mean what it, <laughs> in many ways it's like are you like presenting <laughs> You know how animals present, you know, for whatever it is that they, you know, I, what is it you're doing? I don't know. I'm ready for that to be done. To be honest with you, I'm just ready for the tight, the tight pants in general, especially for those that shouldn't be wearing tight pants. <laughs> but call me a hater because I probably shouldn't be trying to squeeze myself into some tight pants. I don't know. Now that's something that came back because yeah, temptations was do what bopping with all. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, right? Yeah. Do what bopping with the with the with the tight pants. Okay. Well, I like, I like Chris in an athletic fit pants. I like it. Well, he, but he has nice legs, though. So I mean, well, and Chris is an athlete, so athletic fit for Chris would work. <laughs> but he wouldn't put himself in a slim fit because that's just not how he's wired. <laughs> she said, she said, "Okay, all right." He's definitely got a pair of je- a couple pairs of jeans. That he was on the fence about getting, and then when he got it, he was like, "Oh, I can pull these off." I was like, "Yeah, boo." But- now, what I do do is I do have some outfits in my closet that, as I progress in my weight loss again, like I'm able to put them back on. And so, from time to time, I will find myself see test them to see if they fit, you know, or how they fit. And there are times where I get a little excited, a little prematurely. And I kind of like put them on or, or it's a shirt I put on. And in the moment, it seems like a good idea. But then later on down the road, I'm like, yeah, I probably should have done that yet. <laughs> hey, here at Headspace with Dr. Mike, we try to keep it real. All right. So vacation season, that's what we're doing, right? Um, I am in the throes of vacation season. And one of the things that, um, you know, we're talking about is, Let's even talk about taking a sabbatical vacation. Like we actually get to vacation again. Uh, we actually get to do that. Now you actually, you did a little vacation already in um, Jamaica. Jamaica. How was it, by the way? It was a good time. It was a good time. 
sabbatical. We didn't do anything. We didn't go on any excursions. We oh. stayed on a resort and took full advantage of the all-inclusive all day. I know that's right. Did you feel safe, like, with COVID and stuff like that? Did you feel like... Yeah, was... I, I felt really good about it because in order to go to Jamaica right now, you have to have a COVID-negative test. So everybody on our plane had to have, you know, show that they had a COVID-negative result. And okay. in order to come back, same thing. So, and at the resort, you know, in common spaces, people had on masks at the buffet area, you know, the servers had masks on. So I felt pretty good. Obviously not in the pool, but at that point I was throwing them back. So, <laughs> sorry. I know that's right. You on vacation. You ain't got to drive nowhere. You ain't got to go nowhere. You were just there chilling, enjoying yeah. all the amenities of the all-inclusive because you paid for it. So why not enjoy? Yeah. Very good. So, Apparently, according to U.S. News and World Report, there is a listing of best vacations. All right. Um, the world's best places to visit for 2021-2022 are South Island, New Zealand, uh, Paris. I am always amazed at how Paris always manages to stay on this list. Like, have you ever been to Paris? I have not. So I have, and Shirella has as well. And I mean, Paris is cool, but I, I don't know. Is it the storybook fairy tale of it all like it's just a like it's like one of those you just imagine yourself going is Paris one of those places that you said I gotta get to one day before I die is it for me yeah it isn't and honestly it's funny because my oldest daughter who is 23 now went to Paris for her 12th birthday and had dinner in the Eiffel Tower and she was she of course you know she thought that that was the coolest thing ever but she wasn't like even still She's been back to Europe. She doesn't, it, it's not Paris that she says that I should go to. It's Switzerland. Yes, Switzerland is nice. Plus you get some chocolate. <laughs> I think Switzerland is a lot, I like Switzerland a lot better. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I just, I'm always amazed at how, and no and no offense to my French folk. Matter of fact, we have some people from, from France listening and we love you guys. Um, so I don't want to throw too much shade. I mean, because I'm sure people can say the same about Baltimore ain't on my list to go visit. That's fine. You know, I get that. Um, but Paris, nonetheless, is the world's second best place to visit. Third is Bora Bora, French Polynesia, which I want to go to. I think Bora Bora is one of those places where you see always see um, the Instagram models are there. You know, it's the glass bottom uh, floor of the the hut that's in the middle of the appears to be in the middle of the ocean. And you, you go out on the little deck and there's the sliding board that goes into the ocean like I kind of want to do that like that's that seems like fun to me um Maui Hawaii which uh I can I can rock with that and Tahiti that's another place I I I think I can I appreciate less threes fours and five because I love the beach anything with a beach in it a nice beach I'm here for it I think so now the best places to visit in the U.S are number one the grand canyon number two yosemite number three yellowstone number four maui and number five glacier national park which is in montana so i find it very fascinating that all of those are except from outside of maui are like national parks in the middle of the the major i wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that those are places that people actually could still go to when we were in the midst of the pandemic i wonder Maybe that makes sense. Yeah, I wonder. Now, the best historical cities to visit in the U.S. were are Washington D.C., which I get that. Um, I think I think I know. I take advantage. 
I take advantage of the fact that DC is within 35 to 40 minute drive for me. Um, but I remember one year, uh, my family, we decided doing a staycation, and we'll talk about that in a few moments. We did a staycation where we actually spent the like the weekend in DC. And that was like my first time actually hanging out, hanging out in DC and realized just how cool it was with the monuments and the the new museums and stuff. So DC is definitely a vibe in itself. Um, and the nightlife is great. I remember um <laughs> I'm a date date myself. I'm not gonna throw you into it, Christine, although we just nice. around the same age. Um <laughs> But remember DC Live? You remember DC Live and the Ritz? I know you remember the Ritz because I think the Ritz became DC Live. And my parents are my parents are learning something today because they're finding out that I did go clipping when I probably was supposed to be somewhere else. But that's what we're doing. We did that Republic Garden. Remember that that place? Like DC was always. I enjoyed the nightlife in DC more than I enjoyed the light, nightlife in Baltimore because. Mm -hmm. Felt like it was definitely an experience. Boston is on that list, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, which we both have spent a lot of time at. You know, through work, we did the we do the retreat every year for our leadership program. And um, I think Gettysburg is one of those places that if you can get a tour guide to like walk you through it, I think totally heightens the experience. Um, I've driven through Gettysburg and was like, oh, okay, that's nice. Oh, okay, that's cool. But to actually have a tour guide actually explain to you what was going on and kind of help apply it to what's happening in life, I think was fascinating. And if anybody's looking for one, I definitely have one I highly recommend. His name is Fred Wieners, Colonel Fred Wieners. Uh, Fred, W-I-E-N-E-R-S, Fred Wieners. Matter of fact, I'm going to see him in a few weeks because I'm taking a group up to visit with him. But uh, you got going in person we are going in person yeah we are we are going in person we're going to take the bus up and spend the day in the hot sun i typically like to go in june because of juneteenth right uh, but we held it off a little bit because we just wanted to make sure that everything would be copacetic um and so we're actually taking a group up there um let's see the other ones are philadelphia i love philly um uh, and then williamsburg virginia which is uh very fascinating so um anyway question for you what is your favorite? Do you have a favorite vacation memory? So I have two. I have a, a favorite vacation memory and a favorite vacation memory. Okay. All right, vacation. All right. So favorite vacation memory would be in 2010. My family and I went to Turks and Caicos. Ah. And it was amazing. Like Turks, if you've ever been, you know, it's real, real, real low key. It's laid back. The people are super friendly. On Thursdays, the whole island shuts down for this fish fry. So, anyways, we um there. We liked it so much. We were there. I want to say it was like Monday to Friday, and we were there. We got there that Monday. We explored. You know, walked around, had a good time. Tuesday, we. I mean, we had decided that we liked it so much that on Tuesday we booked showings to look at properties. And no. bought, I have a condo in Turks and Caicos from that. Yes. <laughs> from that, yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty awesome. That was, that's my bougie, my bougie vacation moment. I bought a property. Do you still have it? Really? So that's my vacation memory. Um, okay. My favorite 
vacation memory is Chris and I went on a cruise. We sailed uh, the Lady Liberty from Galveston, Texas. It was just a whole vibe. Um, we went to Roatan, Honduras. Um, gosh, where else? At? Roatan was the most memorable because just stepping off of the ship in the port was breathtaking. It's the nice, you know, sometimes ship ports are a little dicey, but this one, I mean, it was lush and green. It was just, it was really mm -hmm. nice. So that was probably my favorite vacation vacation that he and I have gone on. I love that. Is that the, you said the Lady Liberty? Is that the um? The, the Liberty of the Seas is uh, Royal Caribbean ship. Royal I Caribbean. You call her Lady Liberty? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, after this break, I'm going to <laughs> tell you about mine. Our world is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head -head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. So that means a uh, Headspace DM. Make sure you got some ideas for face-to-face, head-to-head, I'm sorry, because next week is head-to-head. Woo, those are always fun. So my favorite... Um, my favorite vacation, I think I have a couple since you said a vacation and a vacation. I have to say um, one of my most memorable ones was, I've had a few with my with my family, but one I do remember was um, back when I was a sophomore in college. So what was that? Uh, sometime late 90s, um, 98 maybe, something like 97, 98. Anyway, say it again. 61, go ahead. <laughs> keep it up. So they, um, my dad, we were trying to figure out, we knew we wanted to go on vacation and for whatever reason, and I, you know, y'all know I'm a, I'm a spiritual person in the sense that, um, I look back on things sometimes and realize, oh my gosh, it's something that God did. And for whatever reason, the Lord just really laid it thick on my parents' heart. They're like, we need to do a vacation, like a real vacation. So they went, you know, they had a timeshare and we had the option where you could go and exchange, you know, like do the exchange. And so they called the number and were like, what are some options? And so one of the options just was Palm Desert, California. And we were like, never been there, but the place was really nice. You could see from the pictures and stuff. And so we were like, well, if we could get flights for a certain amount, then we're gonna make it do it. And so we actually got the flights for a certain amount. We flew in and out of San Diego, which Palm Desert, like Palm Springs, of course, is the closest airport, but of course it's like expensive, but San Diego had the better deal. And so we actually were able to get the flight in and we did that trip for a week and it was incredible. But then we came, we called, we, we got back to Minneapolis, I think. So we were flying home and we had to stop layover in Minneapolis. And my mom, you know, this was during the time where we didn't have cell phones. We had pay phones still. And she called to check in with my grandparents. And my grandfather said, um, your dog is okay. Cause he was watching Smokey. That's, that was our dog at the time. And uh, he says, your dog's okay. And your brother's dead. And we were like, what? She told, that's when we found out that my uncle had died. Um, she said, yes, your uncle, my son said his name, uh, went into his room and found him dead in his bedroom. And it was, it was very interesting because 
we had when I talked about sabbatical and just really being able to rest and we really had a restful vacation. And I look back now and realize that the reason the Lord, one of the reasons the Lord probably gave us that rest was he knew the work that was going to have my parents were going to have to put in for the next few weeks to get things ready and get things settled because there was a lot of tumultuous things with the family. You know, death is always crazy with family. And um, that was just very memorable because I just have fond memories of that vacation. Like it was, it was just a great time. And I think it was the last vacation that we took as a family, um, that part of my family, you know? Um, so, and I have to say that vacation, while I've had a few, I have to say my honeymoon was incredible. We, uh, we went to Cancun for the week and it was just great. Like it was, we had a great place we stayed at. Um, and you know, Shavela is so, um, she's so easy. Like she, I'm the bougie one. Like she's not like she, she likes nice things. Don't get me wrong, but she will, she will set, you know, she's fine anywhere. She will make anywhere work. Um, and you know, we spent, we would do silly stuff cause you know, we got married, we, didn't, we were making a lot of money. And so we had money from the honeymoon, but I mean, at the same time, we knew we had to live the week after the marriage and beyond. Right. <laughs> And so we didn't want to spend all our money, you know, all our money, right? Because we had things we had to do when we got home. So we actually would take the Cancun has a bus system. We took the bus to the Walmart that was like on the other side of Cancun. <laughs> and we actually made like three different trips through the course of that week to that to that Walmart. <laughs> I mean, but it, I think back to it, it was just fun. That's what I, that was. I mean, I, Cheryl and I were good friends even before that, but that was when I was like, okay, like she rocks with me. <laughs> we just got on the bus and just, you know, pushed that little button when it was time to stop and went to Walmart, grabbed our groceries, had our little plastic bags and walked back to ours. <laughs> I mean, why pay the money for a cab when you could just take the bus? I don't know. Anyway. That was a very fond memory of my vacation. I'm eager to hear what are some of y'all's fond memories of vacation. Um, I definitely would love to hear um, what it is that you all do for vacation and that sort of thing. Um, so what do you like to do during vacation? Like what, when you, I remember you said something about the, the, um, the all-inclusive, like you would take, you didn't do excursions and stuff, but like if you had to put together an ideal vacation like what are the things you like to do um i do like to do excursions um on the same cruise that i was talking about that chris and i went on we went on we got um in cozumel we got off and went to excoret and that was amazing did you get to do the show no we did we we did so that's what i would like to go back and do. Oh. Gotta, you have to be back on the ship by a certain time so you can't be yeah. there yeah so, but we did get to christine go let me tell you something about that show you got to we need to put a trip together to go to Cancun. Like <laughs> there, that show. Okay, so let me tell you when we got. I don't know. I know you were telling your story and hold that thought, but I got to tell you about Escaret because when we got, you know, when you get off the air, when you get off, the, well, you did a cruise ship. We got off the plane, and as soon as we were heading out to get find transportation to the to the resort, people were hitting us up with like, you know, go visit the timeshare places stuff like that. And so this one, we were like, well, we might as, you know, we can do one. And they were like, you get tickets to Escaret. And they, they all like get excited about it. They're like, you got to see the spectacular, like the musical. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Right. And it was like, they got really, I don't think you understand. Anybody that we talked to about Escaret, they always talked about this show. 
hey, you already know that I'm like a musical guy. Like I like the theater and all that stuff. So I'm in, right? So we we spend our whole day at Esperette. And for those that don't know, Esperette is like literally, it's like an amusement park zoo, but the creatures actually interact with you like in the habitat. Like there were times you walk up the sidewalk and there's a big iguana just staring at you, chilling. You go to you go to eat in a little cafeteria, the area, the cafeteria area, and there's like just wildlife just all over the place. And I got pictures with the two cans. Yes, we all yes, the parrot, all that. You you go you go um, scuba diving in the can in the um caves. I mean it's it is a total vibe, but everything gears up for the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna give it away to you, but I'm just gonna tell you that you think America has patriotic music? Oh no. <laughs> By the time the show was over, I was ready to change my citizenship to Mexico. <laughs> so much so that there were a couple of songs that I actually went back to the hotel, our resort, and I looked it up on YouTube so I could sing the song again. Oh, okay. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was La Piel in something. It was something. It was incredible. <laughs> Talked about going back to Cozumel for just a weekend to go back to Excarate. You got to do the show. All right. So you like excursions. What else? Mm, I forget what the question was. Where was I going? With Which one do you like to do on vacation? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do like excursions. I also like to just chill. I like to go around and see what the, the, the locals do um, safely. Like, I ain't going to end up in no seedy area. Um, but I will kind of just hang out, go to where they eat. Like, take a, where do you go to eat? Like, where would, where, give us something that tastes like your mama made. Like, do that kind of stuff. I like to do tours of, like, distilleries and wineries and things like that. Mm-hmm. Just to see what the difference is between theirs and ours. And I like to not do anything at the same time. I'm with you. I, I think everything that you say, I check those off my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with you. I like to see where the locals do their thing. It's the proverbial... It's the proverbial, if any of you fellas, you know what I'm talking about, when you're in a new place and you got to get your hair cut and you're trying to figure out who cuts the good hair. And so you go to the barbershop and you don't take the one who doesn't have anybody in their chair. You you actually are trying to get the one who has the line because the one who doesn't have anybody in the chair probably it's probably not that good. That's why they don't have anybody in the chair. But the one that has the people, a lot of people in line waiting, that's because they're probably the best. <laughs> And so it's like, you know, everything that they show you in the little magazines and stuff are the, you know, they're the ones that get paid the tourist dollars. But I want to go to the mom and pop that everybody goes to because that's when you know you're going to get the good good. Yep. They back there kicking on the, cooking on a kitchen stove, not a restaurant stove. Not a restaurant stove, a kitchen stove. <laughs> that's right. That is right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, with, I'm in on that. I'm in on that. Let's go ahead and pay a quick bill. Focused on photo, versed in video, for any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candidates to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, any media. For any media, for anything. Contact us so we can create. I know that... um one of the things that was fascinating to me was we went to um, Niagara Falls. I told you about Niagara Falls. We did a couples trip because one of our friends, 
he's celebrating his uh, 55th birthday. And so he always wanted to go to Niagara Falls. And I have been to Niagara Falls uh, for, you know, I've been to Niagara Falls before, but most of the exploring I did on Niagara Falls was always on the Canadian side because I just always kind of fell under the trap that because it's, I guess, because it's international and plus the Canadian side, you see it better. You know, you can see it from another vantage point. And also it's just over there. It just seems like there's a lot more to do over there. But this time, because Canada is closed to America, and that was so sad, Christine, it's like you look over there and it's like, it's almost like they're over there like, hey, come see us. I'm sure that's not the truth. But it felt like that. And it was like, we couldn't because it was closed. And it was like right there, but we couldn't. But this time around, we actually hung out, you know, we hung out in Niagara Falls, New York. And I didn't realize how accessible Niagara Falls is. Okay. Like, I just, like, you know, when you think, you know, any major, I mean, this is a worldwide attraction, you know, so you would think there'd be a lot of, you know, you got to go, you got to pay this admissions fee to go see it and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I've, you know, I didn't realize that literally you're just chilling at a park and, oh, this is the rapids that goes into the falls and you can get paid two to $3 and we get on, we got on this trolley that takes you around. Have you ever been to Niagara Falls, New York? Oh man, you got to do it. And when you do, you got to get on the little trolley to go through Niagara Falls in their state park. And it's the world's, I think it's the, the nation's oldest state park, but you go and there's different stops along the way. And actually it stops a parts of the fall, a parts of the falls. And so by the time you go around, you actually get to see the whole thing. And it was just amazing to me, like the area, the, uh, there's this area um, known as the, there's the American Rapids and then there's the Canadian Rapids because the American Rapids go over the American Falls and the Canadian Rapids go over Horseshoe Falls. And there's this point where it's the Niagara River and they say that 90% of the water from the Niagara River goes over the, the Horseshoe Falls, but 10% of it goes through the American Falls. But there's this area where the Niagara River goes into the American Rapids and they said, this is the point of no return. <laughs> and they say, it's called that because you once you're in it, you can't get out. Like, no boat gets out of it. Like, mm -hmm. and they say, by, by you're, you're guaranteed to go over the brink of the falls in three and a half minutes. Wow. But watch this. But you would think that this, like, area is, like, cordoned off. I mean, the, I mean the, 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 wa the waves are rushing at 30 miles per hour. You literally, you could step out and get in it if you wanted to. Like there's no barrier keeping you from it. You literally could just be like, all right, I'm going to go up, up, I'm in the falls. And like within three minutes, say it again. Like we told you dummy, go ahead. Right. Go. I mean, and they said that they said that over um, every year, over 1500 bodies get pulled out of there. So, I mean, you can just imagine people that just, they've had it with life. And I mean, that's a guaranteed way to. What number did you say? 1,500 in the in the falls. And they don't really advertise it because I'm sure if they advertised it, people wouldn't go. Like, but yeah, it was, it was something. I was, I was amazed. I, it was very educational for me. And I, I'm, the reason I'm bringing that up is that, you know, sometimes we talk about going to these extravagant places, but there are so many places here in the United States you know, with us, it was only a six and a half hour drive uh, for us to get there. I mean, we go up there and I mean, it was, I mean, it was breath. When I say breathtaking, it was 
totally breathtaking. And you would go to the American side, although they say Canada's going to open up again. And I mean, you know, if you get a chance to go, you definitely want to see the American, the Canadian side too. But you get quite the experience in the New York side. Um, especially we, we did the Maid of the Mist where you actually get to get in a boat and you go into it and they take you into it. Like it's, it's legit. Like you're sitting there getting falls water on you. Oh, it's soaked. You get soaked. They give you a little parka and it was hot. So I think that, I think that's, I mean, I think I don't really know because by the time you take off the parka and you're in line to get out, cause it's hot. It was hot. A poncho, not a parka. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it dried off because it was hot that day. It was like in the mid 80s. So it was hot, but you get soaked. Like I had, it was to a point where you're like going, like you're in it and the water is just like, like, you know, all right, you know, we get ready to get to the falls and you hear it. And all of a sudden you get to the American. It's like, oh, shoot. And you feel the wind, like the wind and the mass power of it. But then that joker takes you into the horseshoe and the horseshoe is literally a horseshoe. Right. And it takes you into it. Like, like you, I mean, you don't go straight into it, but you're in it, and it they keep you in there for a good five minutes. So how was that? And, huh? How was that? Safe? I don't know, but they've been doing it for decades. Oh, no, right? <laughs> they've been doing it for decades. Well, and here's the other thing: the gorge itself is not very deep. I think they said the rapids are only three to five feet deep. Mm -hmm. So, like, you could wade in it, but mm -hmm. the other piece that was fascinating about it was we actually went. There was this um. You would think, because it was the Canadian border, there there had to be something with the, the Underground Railroad, and there truly was. Like there was a suspension bridge that went over at some point that actually got people um, over across. And there was a great story about a restaurant where it was an undercover operation for the Underground Railroad. Like the 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 waiters and the wait staff and stuff, they were actually. They, they were serving people, but in the meanwhile, they were also um, getting slaves to freedom in, in Canada. It was it was quite the thing. And so we actually went to go visit that little museum as well. It was, um, it, I, I, talk about, a, you know, talk about the idea of going somewhere and not having to do a whole lot of spending money and stuff like that. It was really, um, it was really rewarding. I highly recommend it. And it's very romantic too. Um, at one point at night, um, you can actually go and they light up the, the Horseshoe Falls. So the Canadian Falls, they actually light it up. And you can actually see they have it all in Canada. They actually have this contraption that, that it'll do a light show on the falls. And um, it was, I mean, and you can go. I mean, it, <laughs> it <doesn't> turn off. <laughs> like, it doesn't turn off. So, I mean, you can always just go. The park is open 24-7. Like, they don't have, like, the... Um, and you can do the Made of the Mist. There's this thing called the Cave of the Winds, where you actually, there's Niagara Falls is actually three falls. It's the Horseshoe, which is the Canadian Falls. There's American Falls, but the next to American Falls is the Bridal Veil Falls. And with the Bridal Veil Falls, they actually built up like this little area where you can actually walk in and be under it. And like you can actually touch the falls. And there's this little part of it where it's called Hurricane Bridge. And, um, I didn't do it like Shavella and the rest of the group. They got up. We 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 were a little late getting there, so we only could do Made of the Mist on that Saturday. Um, so we wanted to do Made of the Mist and the Cave, but it just the timing of it. So they came back that Sunday morning before we left, and they did it. But I opted not to because I had already done like ten thousand steps 
the two days, like for two days before that, and my body was letting me know, yeah, you, you think you grown, but you're not that grown yet. <laughs> so I highly recommend, I highly recommend Niagara Falls. Well, oh my goodness, it was great. Um, it was great um, talking about vacations with you, Christine, and thank you for hanging out with us. Let's go ahead real quick and do this one last thing, and then we're going to close out. Follow the Headspace with Dr. Mike show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. Well, just want to make sure we remind everybody that we are doing part two, 30 and 60 challenge. We're going to do another. A lot of people said, hey, I want to do it. So 30 and 60 challenge. I announced last week that we are getting it going again, and we're going to really be intentional about not um, not giving up in the middle of it. We're going to push through and see where we are. So remember, August 2nd through September 30th, we're going to be on our 30 and 60 challenge. So really start thinking about what is it that I want to be intentional about? It could be your health. It could be your business. It could be your relationships. And the point is that we're being intentional. The, the 30 may represent 30 minutes. The 30 may represent 30 pages. The 30 may represent something. It just, we want to be able to make sure that we have some um, tangible things that you can walk away and say, I'm being, you know, intentional, you know, intentional about. So go ahead, make sure you're marking your calendars August 2nd through September 30th. Make sure you join us on Headspace DM, at Headspace DM, on all of our social media platforms. Join the group, pass it along. I want to see at least 200 people in this go round of 30 and 60. So have you started thinking about what you're going to do for your 30 and 60, Christine? Mm, I'm being honest, I haven't. Trying to push Okay. Me. All right, good. All right, good. We're going to do that. We're going to do it. And next time, we're going to ask you and you're going to have like 101 things that you're going to be thinking about. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, hey, we enjoyed y'all immensely. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. You had many different options, but you chose to hang out with Headspace with Dr. Mike team. Uh, Christine, thank you again for hanging out. Christy, we love you, Rob and baby Mason. Chris, strike! <laughs> and Kim, we're thinking about you as well. Everybody, may the peace of God reign swiftly in your lives until we shall meet again. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their Headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week.